Welcome to Fans of the Forge. I'm Chris. To my left, we have... Sean. To my right, we have... Teresa. And today's special guest, we have Drew Goodson. Drew, you're on. Awesome. Hey. Yeah. Thanks for coming. <laughs> hey, the youngest yeah. <laughs> Forge and Fire champion here. That's pretty impressive. And um, we were really glad that you, you left a message on our video that we had posted on your episode, the, uh, the Zombie yeah, Spear yeah. episode. So... When we saw that, that was, you were one of the first people to like leave a comment on any of our videos. He freaked I out. I saw that, yeah. Yeah, I lost my <laughs> shit a little bit. I was like, whoa, whoa, what is going on here? Was that the day? I'm at work. I have a Fitbit watch that the messages come through on. I'm trying to teach. And these two were having a conversation. And I didn't do the do not disturb thing. And, and my watch is just going off. I'm like, what is going on? We blew up the watch. Yeah, we yes. blew up the watch a little I bit. The watch. But, um, yeah, I'm glad we were able to get this together. And, um, yeah, we have a couple questions for you here. We'll run through. Of course, of course. Um, we'll start right off with the Blade Show. You just went to the Blade Show in Atlanta, right? I did. The Blade Show was fantastic. So when you were there, were you going to just check it out to see what it was like? Have you ever been to the Blade Show before? I actually – I went two years ago in 2016. That's where I met Jay Nielsen and uh, – I think I met Josh Weston there, a okay. previous victor, uh, and went there with my dad for my birthday. But this year it was just going around, meeting all the people, new victors, new creators, new makers. It was crazy to just walk around for three days. Now, how big is the show? Is it like multiple like large convention hall rooms, or is it like... Uh, in Atlanta, we have the Cobb Galleria, and the main convention hall is absolutely massive. But they had a, they actually had to expand this year into a smaller ballroom. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we saw a lot of pictures, and uh, it looked like a heck of a show. And obviously, we're very new to the whole community, but that's that's maybe an eventual goal for us is to check it out and and go down there. Oh, yeah. So. Um, Let's see. So now, when you're when you're going there and walking around, are you looking at? Are you looking for tools? Are you looking for knives that are for sale? Are you just are you just there to meet people and, and check out what's around? It's it's mostly to meet the people there. Uh, people like Alex Steele. He yeah. was there, and I was he's one of my heroes. So I got to meet him, uh, and I was also just looking around for ideas. Honestly. Oh, okay. Makes sense. So, what would you say is your favorite part of the Blade Show? Ooh, my favorite part was hanging out with Josh Weston at the Epic booth. It's where all the victors gathered, and we were just hanging out, talking about what we do, trading ideas, trading information. It was it was an unbelievable unbelievable experience talking with people about stuff that you know and most other people don't know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we can only kind of understand because we don't really know much about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're learning. We're learning. Good, good. And so you had been there in 2016. So my other question, but uh, was this your first time meeting other champions from Forged and Fire? Um, but I have to say, if you were there before, maybe you met some earlier, a couple years back. I met a few. I didn't quite recognize them, and it was it was different two years ago because they were just like these huge, upstanding, great people that were my heroes. But this year, they were treating me like I was one of their one of their elders, honestly, people like Walter Sorrells. Oh my lord, that dude is my hero! But he got out on the first round, and I'm a champion. And he was 
congratulating me on that. It was it was unbelievable. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool to get the yeah. that sort of respect when you go there. And I mean, you earned it, man. Like you really kicked ass in your episodes. So like for you to get there and get that sort of recognition, I think makes a lot of sense. So let's see here. Who wants to do the next question? Any? Yeah, I'll do that. Um, so when did you first start? Um, blacksmithing or bladesmithing it was in the summer of eighth grade my buddy kevin he hit me up and he's like i've got this little old aluminum grill can can we make something out of this because i know you were talking about knives could you make knives so i went over to his place we welded in some steel plates and a pipe and that was my first forge and that's really when it all started nice wow cool um, so did you start with a coal forge or a propane forge? But it sounds like you started with a homemade forge. <laughs> I did. It was yeah. it was a charcoal old little grill. Wow. Okay. Giving us ideas. Giving us ideas. Yeah, We're looking yeah. to build our own thing. Every person we talk to, it can get more simplistic. Like, oh, yeah, we can handle that. Yeah. 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 I mean, the forge, the specific forge from the show, the Majestic Forges, I got mine shipped to my door for like $570. Yeah, that's not and bad. It's if you get into this, that's a cheap piece of equipment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I got a Paragon kiln. Uh, the Victors from season one through season five, they get a free Paragon kiln. Oh, wow. Wow. That thing was two thousand dollars if I wanted to buy it. Whoa! Okay. So I just got this huge kiln sitting in my garage that's not powered because it just draws so much. I need to install oh. new wires. Yeah. <laughs> So, when you got started um, and you're working with your friend there, you know, what did you do to learn to bladesmith? Did you take any classes or was it like YouTube and that sort of thing? I watched YouTube for about six years beforehand. <laughs> like, I was just gathering information, just soaking it up directly into my brain. Uh, people like David Delagardel, like I said, Alex Steele, Walter Sorrells, I watched their videos for years before I even started. And that really helped when I actually did get started. Oh, cool. That's cool. Jason had warned us. He's like, YouTube's good. Just be careful because not everything on YouTube is good. Yeah, not yeah. always yeah. correct. Brandon yeah. said that too. Yeah, that's, but he, that's definitely true. It's probably he, true of most things on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's it. hit or miss. <laughs> well, and then um, when we interviewed Brandon, you know, he said, by the way, when you're on the show, they don't show the tempering process no they do not that bothers me greatly right and it, it kind of bothered him too because or i guess people think would that, make would follow the show do exactly like like the show and then their blades would just shatter because they didn't know they needed to temper it and you know really exactly i actually i took time out at my home forge i took time out and i told the producer that was with me i said this part needs to be in the show. This specific two, little 30-second part of my interview needs to be in the show because tempering is so, so important. You could kill yourself because you didn't temper something correctly. Right. It's, it's, in, it's so dangerous to pull a piece of hardened steel and smack it on a 2x4 on a because it will bounce off the ground and go into your gut and you'll be, you're done because you didn't <laughs> yeah. temper. Wow. Yeah, and I figured that, you know, because we noticed – on the, um, the the final round when they're at their home forges, we're like, what happens on day three and four? 
right? We're like, not, they don't show anything happening. Yeah. It's day five, and I think that's what it is. They're, they're tempering and, and taking that, you know, that time to do it. So there's nothing to my, show. My day four was mostly working on the spear shaft, and they had this beautiful shot where it was like the sunset coming up over over top of the head and then going and setting oh, all yeah. in one day, just me sitting down and working on a piece of wood that they gave me. An entire day dedicated to that. Oh, wow. Yeah, so sometimes if you don't see a day, it's mostly because we're doing really, really boring work. Right, just tedious work. But yeah. you, you have yeah. like a camera guy watching you do this boring work all day? They film it all. Yeah, because <laughs> yep. yeah. you never know. Yeah, true. Poor stop, the poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, what do we got here? Um, so uh, when you make stuff, well, how do you get customers do you have many customers that you end up making things for I, I mostly get my customers through Instagram it used to be like friends and family but now it's branched out into uh, crazy eccentric people there was one guy in Alaska that wanted me to make him two matching Bowie knives so he could hunt bears <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm starting to spread out I've got some people in Australia that are wanting stuff I have no idea how to get those in the country, but <laughs> I'll figure it out the right way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So what equipment do you use regularly and what type of tools is your favorite to use? Oh, let's see. I've got the angle grinder, the most dangerous tool ever invented. I've got the <laughs> two by 72 belt sander. My roommate actually bought that. He's, he's a fellow knife maker. Uh, I've got my majestic forge, the one exactly from the show. Mm hmm. And gosh, what else? I, I mean, up until recently when I moved into this house, I didn't even have a real anvil. Like on the show, you can see that I'm, that's right, I'm you using a, a friggin' railroad. Railroad, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Notice like, that. Dang, it was, you, you don't need much to get started, like a file, a hammer, and a big piece of steel, and another thing to heat it up with. Right, yeah. So I, I may have all these tools, but it, it you need to start basic. You need to right. cut yourself up on a knife. You need to really get blisters. You need to get calluses to work up. And you'll actually appreciate the tools that you get later on. Right. Cool. So do you have a specific material that you like to work with, a specific grade of steel, and also um, a specific type of blade you like to make? Actually... I have one that I just uh, started. It's it's actually the steel and the blade type. Uh, it's 80 CRV2. It's like 1080 steel, but it's got I think it has a little bit more vanadium. It makes it easier to heat treat that kind of thing. And uh, I have this little design. It's called a Hornet. Ooh, okay. And it's it's just a little tiny itty bitty concealed knife, little Warncliffe style tip. It's got a hollow grind on it. Nice. Oh yeah. So it's just. Itty bitty knife. I sell these for one fifty. I make a sheath that will fit in your pocket. It's just simple utilitarian stuff. Cool. It makes me think of that Markita. Oh yeah. Ex exactly. Yeah. He yeah. has his little karambits that he likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever watch the um, bat the video ad that he put together for those when he first came out with them? I think so. I, I watched his stuff before I even 
knew that he was on the show. I think it was before he was even on the show. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, this dude's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a heck of a video, that's what for sure. He was talking about. Oh, there was like, weren't there like ducks in the background or something? There was something there weird. Was, there, was some, there was some stuff about how when he was a kid, he would play with sharp objects, and we're like, what? <laughs> The what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here we go. Number eight. So, how long is it? Well, how long does it normally take you to make a, a blade from design to completion? Um, the hornet. How long does that thing take? I could crank out three hornets in two days. I know because I've done it before, but I don't really appreciate that quality uh, or that that grade of work. Right. I try to. I try to actually spend a lot of unnecessary time on my knives that sounds odd because i'm running a business but it's it's better to push myself and take a week to make one knife that i'm happy with and that i'd like to put my name on than it is to crank out three hornets in two days i mean right they work they'll function longer than you will but i just i'd i'd like uh higher quality and it takes more time so if someone wanted like a buoy you'd say probably about a week time well, I don't tell them a week's time. I tell them, okay, I've got like a six-month lead time because right. stuff happens. I've got I've got stuff on the books right now. Like I've got a few knives that I've never made before. I actually have the steel on my table in front of me. So it's I try to tell people it's it's going to take time. Yeah. Okay. Do you make anything besides blades? Just Actually, I was I was talking to a client today. I'm doing architectural work now, uh, doing trim pieces, electrical covers. He wants something for his door, <laughs> door handles, something. It, it's just a lot of stuff. It's my, my biggest project ever, and that's where the bread and, bread and butter of blacksmithing is really is making those artistic things instead of knives. Right. Yeah. All right, I'm going to skip around here, guys. Okay. So, I was scrolling through your Instagram today. Oh, Lord. And I <laughs> came across some interesting pictures that, oh. that I really liked, actually. I am a huge fan of Fallout, and I just happened to see an old picture <laughs> of a Pip-Boy and a laser rifle that you had put together. Okay, okay. So, are you a big Fallout fan? Is that why you were making those? Yes, yes, actually, I freaked out when i found out that fallout 76 was coming out soon i lost my mind but <laughs> yeah the uh, the laser rifle was my dive into uh prop making i wanted to get into that for a while it's honestly it's just if i can make something i'm happy but prop making was was going to be my thing for a little bit it didn't work out because i wasn't pushing myself into it uh the pit boy was a kit that i put together and painted myself it was it's a cool one-off thing to do yeah yeah, I'm a big fan. When I again, I saw Fallout '76, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be cool. This yes. is gonna be cool." Yes. <laughs> so um, I also noticed there was a picture. There's a couple pictures of a PlayStation, a VR headset, and a regular uh, PlayStation Pro. So, are you a big gamer? I am. I am. Yeah. What, what are some other games that you like? Oh Lord, I'm gonna sound like a 12 year old, but my roommate and I have gotten into Minecraft recently. That's like we just build anything we want i was in witcher a lot okay gosh I, i've got to make stuff in the witcher soon because there's beautiful work in there oh yeah uh, what else I played far cry recently far cry 5 oh okay I, yeah i burnt myself out on that i played like seven hours in one day because i was off work 
<laughs> I just I just didn't play it after that. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything else. No Try the new Mass Effect. Didn't, Mass didn't like that. <laughs> no, Andromeda was not a good game. Three was <laughs> good. Andromeda, nah. Yeah, I've you know the mo- my most recent ones. What was it? I think I, I didn't play Far Cry 5, but I played the last one, and that one was actually oh, pretty... Far Cry 4? Um, oh, uh, oh, yeah, there was there was one in between 4 and 5. It was Primal. Yeah, oh, 4 was Primal. really good. I loved it. I didn't play Primal. I played the one before that, and it was, that was a fun one, too. Um, and then I, I actually bought my PlayStation specifically for Fallout 4 when it got announced. <laughs> like, I went and yeah. got a PlayStation. Um, but, yeah. I'm I'm totally down. I can't wait to see more information about Fallout 76. Dude, multiplayer is gonna be nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to launch my first nuke, man. That's gonna be cool. Oh my gosh! <laughs> my roommate and I have already started talking about how we're gonna just sit there and shoot people as they spawn. I mean, we're just gonna scamper, man. It's gonna be fun. There you go. Okay. All right. So, um. Switching gears, have you ever competed in any professional chopping contests? No, I have not. I, I'm i not quite adept with using the tools that I make. I, I need to get more into it. I want to do cutting competitions. I was, at Blade, I actually was invited to go to a school to learn specifically about that. That's uh, too far away. The 10 grand doesn't stretch that far. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you'll you'll hear about that whole thing later about the ten grand. Um, yeah, I really want to learn how to do that. I just haven't yet. So, would your end game maybe be to compete in uh, Knife or Death? I think that would be uh, a great show to be on. It's so much different than than the regular Forged and Fire. I mean, first off, if I ever got into that, I'd be able to show what my work could really do because you get to take time on your weapon there. My buddy Josh Weston, he was happy to spend time on his weapon to go on there. Right. And then you get Goldberg yelling all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I had no idea who Goldberg was for a little bit. Oh, we all good? Yeah, 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 we're we're good. Sorry, my my phone just said 20%. Oh, Oh, man. iPhones, they're fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Did you do any specific, like, practice or training before you went on the show? I did. I trained with Josh West, and you're going to hear about him a lot. He's, <laughs> he's a really good friend of mine, and he, he helped me a lot through the process. He told me about things that I need to look for, challenges that are probably going to crop up, things that they say in the background, like the fact that you have to listen to what they say when you're working, because they'll, they'll be talking about how you're stupid and you're wrong, and <laughs> you need to change this, but they won't say it to your face because they're not allowed to. Right. Let's see here. What else do we have? Just the last one. one. The last one. Okay, so you currently in college at Louisiana Tech? Is that right? I do not actually. Oh, you I don't. used to. You used to. No, I used to. I decided to try knife making full time, and the college was just not working out for me. Ah, and gotcha. I, I honestly just hated it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, well, that, yeah, that kind of led to my next question was if you were, then how was how was that working out with your knife making schedule? But it sounds like it wasn't. You know, it wasn't. And you know what? When you know, Teresa here, she teaches at a tech school and so like that's mm. they there for teaching 
trades the trades and the the skills that people oh, yes. need to to be able to to not necessarily have to go to college so I if love you, that. Oh, if you can do brilliant. something and you can build your own business, you know, on your own like that, that's fantastic. And that's something to be applauded nowadays because there's not enough people that are skilled at doing stuff. Yes. Props to you for teaching at a trade school. Oh, my Lord. We need, we need more of them. We need more people going to them because that's really where the money's at today. All right. I got a few more uh, questions I came up with. Um, Oh yeah. So on your episode, you guys had to do Damascus, and um, I want to know how much did you know about Damascus at that point? I've only made Damascus a few times, actually. I I didn't practice to make Damascus. I wasn't prepared. It's not something that I usually do, but I know the process. I know it's not some mythical substance. It's just <laughs> forge welds. That's it. Right. It was more difficult than I expected on the show, but I, obviously I got through it. Right. Did it worry you at all when, once you saw that, like, oh, are you guys going to make Damascus? I figured it would happen. You don't you don't go into season five not doing Damascus. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the episode, we just reviewed that of Damascus with, you know, rusty nuts and bolts, and it's... Ooh. Yeah. The wire, the wire wheel and an angle grinder. That's how you go about that. Oh, okay. See, the, I don't know if any of them did. They, these were all guys that. that had like Max. I think was three years of part-time experience. Oh my lord! So like yeah. they were all thrown to the wolves with this one. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> no, some knew about the, you know put the white out in the can first, and uh, you know throw the stuff in there, throw some powder in there, make sure it That'll welds work. well. But a couple you know had trouble with it. A couple. And these a few guys start. Two guys started over with an hour Three. left. Oh yeah, three of them started over. Oh. Two with an hour left. Yeah, so Gosh. that's Only a fun day. episode. You should watch that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's. Ooh man, I would not like that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was crazy. They just buckets of nuts and bolts they were given. Um, will uh, Will you add a pocket tape measure to your, out, to your outfit like Dave Baker has? He's got that little handy pocket tape. He just pulls out. <laughs> I might. That might be a good idea. I don't know. Just because I can. Do you normally um, forge with the the vest? The vest? <laughs> I, I actually, the, the vest, I bought that specifically for the show. But the button down, I'll wear, I'll forge in a button down. There's no problem with that. I mean, I have to make sure it's like closed up up top because right. Gosh, scale on your chest is oh, no good. Hell. <laughs> and the last thing I had. All right. All right. So, probably the most infamous part of of the episode when you took your knife and pried on that glass. <laughs> Come on, man. All right. So, think of it uh, from a knife maker's perspective, where. We need to make sure the things we make work. Uh, I was planning, going in, I knew I was going to hold out the blade in front of me and drop it in front of the judges, tip first on the second round. It's just something that you do. It's kind of ballsy, but you need to know it works. And I was like, oh, I could just skip that. and If I can pry this apart and there's no problem, I'll be good. Uh, obviously, I wasn't good. I'm glad I did it, though. Can you imagine if that had 
broken off in the oil can stab. That would have oh. been, <laughs> been awful. I've been kicked out. Would the uh, the tempering have helped that out? I mean, at that point, uh, it was a it was a D lamb right in the center of my blade. Most people don't you can't see it in the episode, but there's right in the center of my blade, all oh. the way down. There's a D lamb. All right, it worked out fine for me. <laughs> you were looking at it like, why would you do that? Yeah, that's, that's and you, you've got to abuse the things you make. If you don't, then you'll never improve. Another tidbit to remember. Mm-hmm. We do get our forge going. Eat it. So yes. the the other question here that you did mention that we didn't write down, but we do have to ask you: What did you do with the ten thousand oh, yeah. dollars? All right. First off, taxes. Taxes are. Well, taxes, they're inevitable, just like death. <laughs> uh, set a, <laughs> I just set aside four grand for taxes because I live in Louisiana and they're worse here than most places. Um, then Blade Show was coming up. I had a few of my friends graduating in Georgia and I had just wrecked my car like a month earlier. So I had no car to my name and I was driving some, I was driving a family member's car and I just, Drove to Georgia, and three hours in, the brakes broke on that car going down I-20, uh, going 70. So oh, man. I, I, I woke up on my birthday, bought a car, and drove to Georgia. Let's see. I bought a – gosh, I bought a lot of ammo because I'm a big firearms guy. I bought like $600 worth of ammo. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, ooh, man, I'm ready to go shoot it too. <laughs> uh, bought some handle material, got some got some stuff from Blade Show, little things, but mostly it's like paying rent, paying bills, that uh, oh, yeah, yeah. paying that insurance, that, that nasty stuff that we all have to go through. Yep. And the the ten grand doesn't stretch as far as most people think it does. Uh, I mean taxes in a car was boom, most of it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you go on knife or death and you win, you get twenty grand. I know, I know, that would be amazing. Isn't it like 10 ah. grand first, and then you, you get the 20 at the end also? So like 30 altogether? No, or it's 20 all together. Every se- yeah, the first episodes 10. of the season, nobody gets anything. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, so oh, okay. it's, they save money in that in that show. Like, they're, they're screwing us over because every episode in Fortune Fire, we get 10 grand, which is nothing, by the way, when you're sitting in that room full of tools and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, 10 grand is like, one day's worth of work for all the crew members, but in Knife or Death, they get one episode, or one entire season is just a twenty grand payout. They're they're making a killing over there. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially because it's a pre-made set that's not changing. They're buying yeah. maybe the fish and the, the, the chicken, buckets, the, the buckets. You reuse the sand, I mean, <laughs> right? The ice you got to get a block of ice once in a while. Reuse the sand. <laughs> you just sweep it up. In the dustpan, you dump it in the next crate. Uh, I don't know. They they got they get some high quality stuff. Like Travis Wirtz's tools are fantastic. I mean, I can't believe they bought four four of his belt sanders. Oh my lord, those are expensive. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, can't even think about buying one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those I've heard. Was it Brandon? I think that maybe spoke of them. Yeah, yeah. It's high so. quality uh, sanders they have there. Yeah, Travis Travis Wirtz is an interesting guy. If you ever go to Blade Show, go to his booth immediately. <laughs> if he's holding a cup, it has something else in it. <laughs> he's just 
is a cool guy. The first time I met him, he came up and he was he was obviously hungover. It was the second day of Blade yeah. Show, and he comes up to me and he, he's like, "How you doing, man? You look really good. I like your work." What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was standing next to Jay Nielsen and we just like looked at each other like. What, what is this dude on? <laughs> but yeah, he, he turned out to be a really nice guy. I like talking with him. Oh, cool. Well, I think that's about it for our questions. Do well, you have, I had one. Oh, you got more? Sean, I don't know. Not on list, but so I think what what you commented on that on a review episode um, about um, oh, I'm sorry, I can't remember the guy's name that you went up against. Jason. It's Jason. So his yes. handle I thought was fatter, and that's. Kind of according to what Will oh, said, it didn't it meet didn't the parameters. Yeah, it's because it couldn't um, go in this little uh, cannon there. Um, but what you say it was it was actually warped from shipping. This is one of the the touchy areas of the contract. Uh, I can tell you, the the spear shaft was of the correct diameter. Yeah, that's okay. what I can tell you. They made sure of that. I can't tell you. How I can't tell you when mm -hmm. uh, they made sure that it, it would. It is the correct diameter. Listen to what I'm saying. It's the correct diameter. Yeah. It would fit down. Um. And listen to this again. Again, I would trust Jason to make sure that spear left his shop straight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So a spear that is the correct diameter and left his shop straight. That's where I'm going to leave it. <laughs> Message received. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, I didn't say anything about problems occurring in different processes not, leading yeah, up to the show, but not things happen. I mean, unfortunately, Will says it. it the parameter was and it'd be two and a half. I don't know if you say cross section or something like that. Yeah. It's it's a one point five diameter. Up. This is something I can talk about. We received a very strict set of instructions. I don't quite. I think I have the paper, but it has a picture of the weapon and it has all the diameters and all the uh, dimensions marked out. And it's a very hard 1.5 inches. And I said on the show, uh, at least one and a half. And that was very misleading. They should not have done that just like they should talk about tempering. But the, it was, it was a very hard 1.5 diameter that he and I were both made aware of. And I know that he stuck to that because he, he just does good work. Mm. Right. If you're going to be in the final round, yeah. you're going to make damn sure that you follow the yeah. parameters. Yeah, he was. He did a really good job on that on that piece. I, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful spear. I'm glad that he has it in his possession now. Oh, okay. that's good. That's yeah. good to hear. I want to apologize yeah. to, to Jason then because I was saying, how could you screw that up? Like, how yeah. could you fuck it up? That's like, it, it seems like that on the show. They they showed a clip where it was obviously not done, and it was very big and it was oblong and it 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 kind of foreshadowed the fact that oh it's so one point five right at least so right and he was like oh, I, they yeah, they foreshadowed it made him look like a fool when they shouldn't have but I know he does good work and he'll keep doing good work right. And I, you know, I saw he was hand cutting it, you know, and I was yeah. like, well, you just, why wouldn't you be more careful about it? But so my bad, Jason, you're good, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he gets a lot of crap for it. And I make, I make sure to stand up for him because I know he's a good dude. 
some of his get, friends give me crap and he stands up for me because it's just how we are. We aren't going to dog in each other. That's right. that's how the first few seasons of Fortune Fire were. But they realized it's a camaraderie. It's a community. We're all trying to make each other better makers. Well, that's what – so when we interview Brandon, he's like, yeah, you know, the producers would yell, go back to your station if you guys are, you know, helping each other out. Like, you're like mm-hmm. you guys can't help each other. Like, go go back to your workstation. Like, you know. No, that, that definitely changed. Uh, gosh, it was – this is one scene that they didn't put in, and I'm so glad they didn't. But this is the first time it'll be out in public. Um, Daniel, the dude with the – the other guy with the cowboy hat. Yeah. I was looking at his blade in the second round, like it was on his anvil, and I walked up to it. And I was, I was checking it out. I'm like, that's some good work. That'll, that'll cut something. And he's like, you want to hold it? <laughs> All right. I'm 18 and I have no brain. I'll hold this weapon. So I, I held it, and then Will was like, hey, oh crap. <laughs> Will's legit. Like he jumps from helicopters and kills people, man. Like. He's he's ex Green Beret. Oh yeah, and he, he'll he'll scare you if he just looks at you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool! Well, all right, that's that's all my questions. That's our questions. Do you have any uh, any questions or anything you wanted to Gosh. tell us or our our new viewers that have started to follow us lately? Uh, I mean, I'm actually I'm just surprised at how fast the show is growing, y'all. Y'all are like 150 followers on Instagram right now. 220. Right? <laughs> Jeez, man. It blew up it two yesterday. days ago yeah. before we interviewed Jason Knight. Thank you, we Jason were, Knight. We were at 40 Instagram followers, and it was a lot of like kind of random knife accounts that were like aggregator accounts. And then yeah, it like yeah. blew up when we interviewed him. So a lot of that, yeah. a lot of props to Jason for helping uh, give us some exposure. Um, I was follower number seven. Yeah, you were there. You were right <laughs> like, there with oh, us. Oh, gee. Subscriber number five or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with how fast y'all have grown. Uh, I really hope you grow more because there's not many like fan bases for this show. I mean, it's, it's, it's mostly just knife makers watching it and people that want to get into knife making or people just think it's cool. But there's nobody that really talks about it that analyzes it like you do, and I think that's fantastic. It was kind of surprising when we started it too. Yeah, right. like we we didn't know what was going to come of it, but mm-hmm. hey, we thank you for the the compliment there. We really appreciate it. Of course, it. of course. And um, uh, yeah, well, thank you for giving us the time to interview you, and um, we'll probably get this one out in a in a few days. And All right. That's that's the show. Everybody, follow uh, Drew. What do you what do you did you have a name for your forge? I know you go by Drew the Smithy on Instagram. That's that's what it is right now. Uh, I'm considering changing it to DG Steelworks, but right now it's Drew underscore the Smithy. Got it. So make sure you follow Drew and uh, check out his work. And again, if you want to talk to him about getting a knife done, he does a lot of it through Instagram. So hit him up there. Thanks everybody for watching, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>